0: Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 187. It is Thursday, August 20th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and the July 2020 HIPAA Breach Report has arrived. This podcast is brought to you by Nwaj Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com That's N-W-A-J Tech All right. Thursday is the new Friday. Here we are to talk about some more cybersecurity and compliance news. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be great. And if you do that, we'll keep recording each and every day, or almost each and every day. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook and or LinkedIn and type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. We share lots of HIPAA information HIPAA, we share lots of HIPAA information each and every day. And it uh, will help you with your HIPAA compliance needs. All right, first up, Google does did release a security update. You should be updating Google Chrome to version 84.0.4147.135. And that is for all major operating systems. So please update Google Chrome. It is a security update, so it is important. And we have a warning from CISA. North Korean malicious cyber activity, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, have identified malware variant referred to as blinding can used by North Korean actors. CISA encourages users and and administrators to review malware analysis report, and it is MAR-10295134-1.v1. SIS North Korean malicious cyber activity page for more information. So um, That malware report is fairly extensive. If you have some time go take a look at that on um, Security scmagazine.com hackers hijacked design platform to go fishing Australian design platform canva Unwittingly, provide phishing campaigns with graphics, making threat actors' schemes appear more legitimate as they pilfer credentials through social engineering trickery. Hackers hijacked a graphic design site owned by the fast-growing company whose valuation recently grew from 3.2 to 6 billion dollars, and used it to leverage other brands like SharePoint, Microsoft Office, and DocuSign in their messages, according to the blog post by No Before. The company's customers reported more than 4,200 malicious emails generated through Canva since mid February, while phishing emails noticeably increased. Businesses and their employees should be the, on the alert for phishing campaigns that exploit or spoof legitimate online services and brands. Eric Howes, Howe's principal researcher at Know Before and author of the blog post told SC this is not a new phenom- phenomenon, nor is it uncommon. Um, know Before, by the way, was. Um, I don't know the story behind it, but I know Kevin Mitnick has has something to do with No Before. And if you're familiar with the world of hacking, then you should be familiar with Kevin Mitnick. Um, the use of Canva by malicious actors for credentials phishing should serve as a, another reminder that organizations need to train their users to spot and handle malicious emails correctly. All it takes is one user to fall for credentials, fish, and open the door to malicious actors. How is it added? In may, A May 2019 data breach may have made Canva ripe for a hijacking while no before isn't linking the earlier incident with the platform currently being used in phishing schemes. Howes pointed out that Canva curiously did not immediately change user passwords after the breach only to discover a list of 4 million accounts with decrypted passwords were for sale online. That prompted the company to reset users' password. The Canva website currently makes no mention of 2019 data breach or the January password reset effort, and how said Canva hasn't been in touch about the latest discovery. Canva is almost certainly aware of the problem, though as the company is regularly taking down malicious files used in phishing emails, he said adding the malicious files used with phishing emails that were reported to know before on Friday and over the weekend have been taken down. Emails reported today, however, are still live, even though Canva is removing the files. Howes noted that typically live for hours afterwards, giving unwitting users plenty of time to click through and wind up being fished for credentials. Howes called Canva a functional replacement for online representation, or online presentation program Microsoft Sway, which was similarly used by hackers to distribute malicious files and the uh, subject of similar report last year by know Before Since the customers using the Fish alert button have reported dramatically fewer number of attacks using files created and hosted on Sway, Howes said in the blog post. Since only a small percentage of company using the KnowBefore PAB platform elect to share emails with the company, Howes believes the total number of malicious emails received by customers is almost certainly much larger. Uh, on Cyware, Emotet's rapid infection further contaminates US-UK businesses using COVID-19 spam. So I saw an interesting stat um, just a few moments ago before I recorded this that phishing emails are up th- or phishing attacks are up 300. It's not just emails, so I should clarify, but phishing attacks are up 366% since COVID-19 began. And so here's another example of 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 malicious attacks um increasing dramatically because of covid-19 emotet malware had been dormant since february 20 or between february 2020 and mid july 2020 but now now by observing the rapid rate of updates in its features and capabilities it seems the developers behind the botnet are planning to compensate for their lost time span by making back-to-back updates in its attack tactics we mentioned There would be an increase in ransomware. Emotet does spread ransomware. Emotet itself is not ransomware, but it does spread ransomware. Recently, Emotet was found using COVID-19-related lures to target its victims in the U.S. A security researcher has identified COVID-19-themed phishing email that pretends to be from California fire mechanics, but instead distributes Emotet payloads in camp campaign. The Emotet operators have been using an email stolen from previous victims rather than creating a new phishing lure. The operators have been observed using reply chain emails sent to a number of addresses. The spam emails lure the victims to enable the macros, which would eventually execute a PowerShell command to download the Emotet malware executable from one of three to four predefined sites. So, um... Don't enable macros if you if there is no reason for you to run macros. Um, I know it's sometimes it might feel like there's a need to do it because maybe if it seems like the email might be important, they do play on emotion, so keep that in mind. Um, and then check with the sender, you know the the purported sender, and say, hey, did you send this? It's pick up the phone. Bleeping computer, gun exchange site confirms data breach after database posted online. A hacker has released the databases of Utah-based gun exchange, hunting, and Kratom sites for free on a cybercrime forum on August 10th. A threat actor posted databases that they claim contained 195,000 user records for the UtahGunExchange.com. Gunexchange.com. Website 45,000 records for their video site, 15,000 records for the hunting site, Muley, it's spelled M U L E Y freak.com, and 24,000 user records from their Kratom site, Deep Jungle and that's spelled K R A T O M.com. All these sites are based out of Utah, USA, and the samples of the databases shared by cybersecurity intelligence firm Sybil, spelled C Y B L E show that the each database was hosted on the same amazon aws server so maybe wasn't protected properly the latest date on user records in each database is july 16th which indicates that this that is when the data was stolen the express data is different on each site but consists of email addresses login names and hash passwords we were able to confirm that many of the email addresses listed in the database belong to registered users of the site while the site While this does not provide 100% verification of posted data, it does lead us to believe that there was a breach of some kind. After alerting the Utah Gun Exchange to the exposed data today, they contacted Bleeping Computer with a link to a data breach notification posted on their site. This notification confirms our report that a threat actor stole their database and that it consisted of users' email addresses, login names, and hashed passwords, UGE stress that no financial information including PayPal and credit card information was exposed during the attack. Utah gun exchange notification also implies that this attack was politically motivated. Um, so if you are a member of Utah gun exchange or any of those related sites that we mentioned earlier, you should make sure that your credentials are changed and um, keep an eye on the rest of your credentials, especially if you use those same credentials anywhere else. Keep an eye on your stuff. On Bleepy Computer, Spotify was down for a little while today. Spotify hit with outage after forgetting to renew a certi- or certificate. Spotify was hit with a brief outage today after they forgot to renew a certificate used as part of their service. At approximately 8 a.m. Eastern, Spotify users began to report on Twitter that they were unable to connect to the service and it would just display an error stating couldn't load the page. According to Cloudflare Network Engineer Louis Poinsig, a wildcard certificate for the Spotify hostname, .wg.spotify.com had not been renewed and expired. The expired certificate would cause Spotify services that communicate with, those, with these hosts to have issues, which likely led to the outage. An hour later, Poinsig stated that the certificate was renewed again, and at the same time, Spotify's official support account tweeted that the service had been restored. Unfortunately, outages and problems caused by expired certificates are becoming more common as most services have switched over to secure connections. Earlier this month, a certificate expired in California's CalReady Infectious Disease Reporting and Monitoring System that led to underreporting COVID-19 cases in the state. So think of it like this. If you've ever gone to a website that says, um, and you're going to see this more and more by the way, but it'll say something along the lines that the site is not secure. A lot of times that happens because they have a a security certificate on the site that wasn't renewed properly, and so you'll get that, and then it'll ask you if you want to click through or not. Um, similar type, uh, similar idea here with Spotify and CalReady, and you'll 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 see that more and more for two reasons: one, more and more sites and applications are using security certificates, but also because a lot of the, the companies that um, had those certificates are expiring over the next few months. So if they forget, and I, I see that you'll see this a lot in, in internal, especially enterprise environments where they have certificates, but they're only internal, so it only impacts internal users of the company. But um it does happen as you can see with Spotify and it does happen with other applications and websites as well. All right, also on Bleep at Computer, Microsoft team teams users can't join meetings hosted in North America. This was yesterday. I don't know. So, um, We'll have to see if it was resolved. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Microsoft Teams users have been experiencing issues joining meetings posted in North America for the last two hours, and this, so this was as of 2 p.m. Eastern in, in yesterday, with Microsoft saying that it's seeing partial recovery after rerouting traffic. We're investigating an issue with being unable to join Teams meetings. Microsoft tweeted two hours ago. For further details, please follow TM220645 with the Admin Center. One hour later, Microsoft's official Twitter account for updates and Microsoft 365 service incidents said that any user attempting to join Teams meeting host in North America could be impacted by this issue. We've rerouted traffic to an alternate environment and have observed some recovery the company added. Additional information can be found under TM220645 in the admin center. Um, according to the TM220645 incident, the ongoing issue started at 10.15 a.m., UTC and also prevent and are also preventing users from adding participants to meetings. Uh, and then the article talks about previous teams outages. So um, they don't do so Microsoft doesn't do a status page that I'm aware of. What they do is if you have the Microsoft admin app on your phone, you'll be alerted to any problems that are occurring so I i mean there's always something it seems like there's um so I get alerts probably a few each day of, of issues and then resolutions a lot of times they're minor in nature but they're out there so I don't recall seeing anything for teams today but you know I could have just been I don't always pay attention 100% and I didn't have any issues with teams and none of my clients did so whatever that's worth. On um, Okay, so we also have our July 2020 HIPAA data breach report. Um and we had 36 data breaches for July of 500 records or more. There were 1.322 million healthcare records exposed and that is so 36 is not even close to the biggest month. June saw 52 breaches of 500 records or more, but 1.322 million records is the highest since February, beating June by almost three million. I'm sorry, almost three hundred thousand. And these are the largest breaches. Um, no one business associate, so that's good news. But the rest are healthcare providers or health plans. The biggest being Florida Florida Orthopedic Institute, a healthcare provider, 640 thousand. And unless I say otherwise, these are hacking or IT incident. Behavioral Health Network, healthcare provider, hundred twenty nine thousand. NCP Healthcare Management Company, business associate. So that is the one. Seventy eight thousand. Walgreens, healthcare provider, seventy two thousand. That was theft. So they're were, they're were saying that was the result of looting. And CVS, yes, yeah, CVS is also on the list. So is Rite Aid and a few others, I believe. Allergy and Asthma Clinic of Fort Worth, health care provider 70,000. Wellcare health plans, health plan 50,000. Unauthorized access or disclosure. Maryland Health Enterprises DBA, Lauren Health Services, health care provider 47, almost 48,000. Central California Alliance for Health, 36,000. That was a health plan. University of Maryland Faculty Physicians Inc., University of Maryland Medical Center healthcare provider 34000 high point foot and ankle center healthcare provider 25000 dollars copy of greenville incorporated that was a business associate so there's actually two business associates 20 to almost 22000 cvs pharmacy as we mentioned lost again that was it should be theft but that was the same type of thing they blamed it on looting Owens Ear Center, healthcare provider, almost 20,000, unauthorized access or disclosure. University of Utah, 10,000 exactly, seems a little suspicious. And Rite Aid, as I mentioned, 9,200, also theft. Um, causes of 2020, July 2020 healthcare data breaches, one lost, four theft. That should all be theft, by the way. The loss would be theft. Unauthorized access or disclosure was six and hacking IT incident was 25. Now here's the location of your data breach. Data breaches one was a, a laptop so that would have been stolen. Two other portable electronic devices, two electronic electronic medical records, two desktop computers, four other five paper films, 13 network server and email 14. So email again being the most, but network servers 13. So that uh, that means Network servers and emails, which network servers most likely hacking would be almost, would account for probably around 60%, I'm guessing. Let's see, 27 out of 36, 43. So 27 out of 43, so probably more than 60%. I'm not going to do math right now, sorry. Six of the total, so the Six of the July 2020 data breaches were business associates. That's not a great number. Four were health plans and 26 health care providers. So we continue to see a lot of email. We're seeing a little more hacking and ransomware. I think you're going to see that August is going not to, I don't know about numbers, but as far as phishing and ransomware, August is not going to be a good month. So that is going to do it for the Thursday edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.